Today on the Marketing Musician Podcast, we talk with Matt Gibson. It's part one of our interview on how Matt has over 1 million followers on Google+, and how he strategically pulled that off. It might seem like a lot to me. It happened today. But give it all you got, and you just might find your way. Just make the music, and you can choose to tell the world just who you are. You're listening to the Marketing Musician Podcast at marketingmusician.com. All right. Well, welcome to the show, Matt Gibson. And you're like, Matt, who? Oh, come on. You have to know Matt Gibson. I know a million. 1,065,067 followers on Google+. Plus. Holy cow. Plus, if you go to his website, which is kingdomofrock.com, you can see that Matt's pretty much endorsed. It's easier to say who Matt is not endorsed by than to say who he's endorsed by because he's got uh, Diodero, Breedlove, Mesa, Bo- Mesa Boogie, seriously, Seymour Duncan, ESB Guitars, and uh, Reese Harps. So, uh, Matt, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. What's up, Dave? Tell us a little bit about your story. We'll just start there. We'll- I've always, I've always been um, a musician in in some way since I was a little kid. I mean, I have pictures of myself when I was five years old, holding a Raggedy Ann Andy guitar, you know, and I had this little piano, plastic piano that I played. So, you know, I always had that kind of rock star wannabe type thing, you know. So you could you could see it all through my childhood. I was in the band. I played saxophone and. Uh, I learned how to read bass clef because I marched with Barry Sachs. And uh, so because of that, they put me on tuba. And so I'm marching around with tuba. And I didn't realize it, but I have tuba improvisational skills because I never read the music. I just made up my own parts. And then the day before band contest, the band director was like, Gibson, what are you playing? I'm like, I don't know, but it sounds good, doesn't it? He's like, you don't know your parts, do you? And I'm like, I know my parts. I just don't know what's on that piece of paper. <laughs> so I've always kind of been, you know, an improv guy. You see, how far back are we going here? Okay, so I'll, I'll speed it up. I'll speed it up. This okay. is a long – I'm a storyteller, so you, you might have to sh- shut me down at some point. Right. Anyway, I decided, okay, I want to be a guitar player at some point, all right? So my mom and dad bought this guitar at a yard sale that was like – it was an acoustic guitar, and the and the strings were like that far above the frets. It was completely unplayable. Excellent. And so I, I got frustrated, and I was like, "This sucks, man." And so I just put it away, and I started, you know, doing the keyboard stuff. And then um, one day, my mom uh, tells me that, "Hey, do you still want to play the guitar?" And I was like, "Yeah, I want to play the guitar." It's like, "Well, uh, the dentist has a guitar for sale, and he said that he said he'd sell it to you for twenty five dollars." I'm like, well, that sounds like a good deal. So I went to the dentist and I talked to him. He's like, yeah, I've, I've had this since I was a kid. And he sold me this guitar for $25. It was a 1968 Gibson Melody Maker. Nice. And I was into the 80s and into a wang bar. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't have a wang bar on it. And it had to have a wang bar or it's not cool. No, you so, didn't. So guess what I did? Yeah, you put I wing- took it to the music store and I and I had a big sucker 
in my hand as I walked in the door. Right. <laughs> and I was like, I want a guitar with a wang bar on it. And they're like, oh, yeah, we've got this nice brand new Lotus guitar. Nice. Which is now is worth about $20, <laughs> you know, in perfect condition. And they traded me even up for this piece of crap guitar <laughs> oh, that didn't even have a locking Floyd on it. Nice. And so, you know, I got into that and, and you know, I was starting to listen. You know, George Lynch was really doing some stuff to me and yeah. influencing me. So I, I decided to take guitar lessons and a guy sh- showed me how to alternate pick and and it was kind of, you know, on then. But I really mm. didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have that that fire yet. True. So what? I joined the Air Force. I met my I went I tried college music school and I washed out and I was like, you know, whatever. So I uh, basically decided that, OK, I'm going to I'm going to marry, you know, my girlfriend, my fiance and, and join the Air Force. And so I did. So I spent 20 years as an aircraft mechanic. That was going to be my question. How did you how did you go from a guy in the Air Force to a guy with, you know, a million sixty five thousand followers on Google Plus? OK, so. Um, I'd always been interested in computers. What really got me going is I was getting ready to retire and I was like, what am I going to do with my life? I'm like, I just want to be a professional musician. I've always wanted to do that. And so um, I decided I was going to start taking lessons with my guitar hero, George Lynch, who just so happened to have opened an online guitar school that he had open for a, a few years. And the first year I saw it, I was like, oh, I'm not good enough. I don't want to do it. And then the second year I was like, I'm just going to do it. And so I just, I did it. And that's when the internet started really blowing up and gaining steam. And um, I was an online gamer and I was a guild leader in a lot of MMOs like uh, EverQuest and, you know, stuff like that. And I learned a lot of skills from the military and from playing MMOs how to interact with people and how to get people to do what you want. And, and I don't mean like mind control manipulation, but like what, what do you got to do to get people to cooperate with you and, and partner with you to do things, you know? And Google Plus, I'd always been a huge fan of Google ever since it came out. I mean, uh, me and my friend Eric would always talk about, man, this Google thing is going to be something big. I'm just going to go in there and I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to do, I'm going to be like, the the guy on MySpace that everybody follows, right. you know, that's that's what I was going to do, and uh, so I get on Google Plus and I didn't know what I was doing. Nobody was there. It was all I wasn't in the beta, so all the beta people that you know thought they were better than everyone else because they were beta people, you know, it was hard for me to get people to talk to me, and 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 so I finally met uh, some cool people that liked music that. Um, had started doing an open mic with Google Hangouts, and uh, it was gir- it was uh, two ladies, Heather Faye and Cat Beach, and they were doing an open mic hangout. And my friend Bruce Garber was in there, and uh, who I'd been hanging out with, and you know he was like, "Matt, you got to come to this, right?" So it was it was the uh, audio then was terrible because it wasn't designed for um, musicians. Music. Yeah. yeah, so the compression would really squash. If squash your sound if you got loud, but people were doing all this acoustic stuff. So I come in there with a ripping electric guitar, <laughs> and it just blew everybody away. They're like, "What just happened?" Right. You know. And when I saw that, I was like, "I'm going to be the rock guy on Google Plus." And go. so 
Yep. And so I just started figuring out, okay, who's this person? Because in the early days of Hangouts, you could find yourself in a, in a Hangout with like a music industry executive or a lawyer or a doctor or um, somebody that is a newscaster or a famous musician. Like people were just trying it out and then you would go in there and you get to meet him and talk to him stuff. And, you know, I had all these great experiences where I would, I would get in these hangouts. Like I played my guitar for CeeLo Green, you know, of The Voice, you know. You know, I hung out with Joe Satriani and, you know, got to ask him, you know, I was in the military and I was like, I'm getting out. I want to be a professional musician. What do I do? I got all these people following me now. And, you know, after a while, I, I got put on, you know, the suggested user list for Google. And I think I was up to like 50,000 on my own that I organically, you know, grew. And then um, I just, I found myself in front of the right people, maybe okay, so, on purpose. So as you're just getting yeah. to know other people, they just started following you? Yeah. Well, it, I I was, I tar- I did two things and this is where the networking comes in. Okay. I, there, it was a combination of organic and very systematic targeting of people. And I don't mean it in a bad way. Right. I just mean, I'm a strategic planner. I just, I spent 20 years in the military. So, you know, I plan long and execute quick, you know, and so I make it happen. So when, when you press the go button, everything needs to work. And so I would very strategically, I would find out, okay, who are all these people? Okay, this guy is a TV reporter. This guy is a uh, – and so I, would, I just found people that I wanted to meet and talk to. And I really didn't know for sure what I wanted, why I wanted to talk to them. I just – if they interested me, I, t- I, I you know, tried to reach out to them and, and make friends with them. And, and I would get in hangouts. And, and so you know, I spent a lot of time listening for uh, – listening to people that I really didn't want to listen to just to find out what they had to say because a lot of times um in networking we're looking for quick and easy you know low hanging mm-hmm. fruit right but sometimes if you're patient and you spend time with somebody you'll find out that they were holding back on you big time you know where you just like because if you're just cool and and you don't have an agenda people will start you'll find out things and and you become friends with people they start to but, relax yeah, they start to relax. But if you come in there strong with an agenda, you're going to clear out the room. Nobody wants to deal with you. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having an agenda, but the fact is, is that we're people. Right. And people want to be appreciated. They want to be respected. They want to be liked. And you, you, we just got to treat people like that. You know, when you're trying to build your group of people that are going to make your thing happen, because I'll tell you, doing it by yourself sucks. Right. It it sucks. It's fun for a while, and then you're like, I can't. I don't want to do this anymore. You got to get that energy going on. You got to get that enthusiasm back and forth from people that are trying to do things. And one of the biggest, the hardest things for me to do was to trust people and to and to let them have my thing that in my brain I'd been writing for twenty years writing my record for 20 years, right? And to and to put it out there and say, "Hey, I trust you with this." Right. If you mess it up, I don't care. I'm going to put this out there. I'm not going to do this. Because if you do this, you have your thing, but no one else has it. Right. We make music and, for people to hear it. 
it's not going to do any good if we hold yeah. on to it. And it's like, you know, but, you know, you hear stories when you haven't been in the music business about people getting ripped off and right. all the time, you know. So I kind of I, I just didn't know. I didn't know what to do. So I'm, I'm kind of writing my record and everything and everything's going good. And, and, you know, I'm making connections. I'm meeting people. I got involved with some charities, um, did, I put together an online music festival, you know, but it it was, it was like accidentally on purpose. A lot of it was. So all all those activities are leading to meeting the people that can help you in the end. With your right. Music. Okay. And I and I didn't know for sure what the outcome was going to be. I didn't know I was going to get put on the Google Plus um, suggested user list. Right. But I tried to, and I tried to put myself in front of the people that I thought might be able to help me with that in some way or another. And I don't know if it worked because I did that. I, it, it maybe it worked because because you know Google doesn't send you an email and say, "Well, we've selected you to be put on our list because uh, we've decided that you talk to us enough that we you know they don't tell you that stuff." So you, you really don't know. But at the same time, I know what I did on purpose. Right, and that's and, the, that's the beauty of it because I see so many musicians that just what I call shotgun marketing. They just blast it to everybody. I have people all the time send me stuff when, you know, I, I have a thing on my website. If you want me to play your music, bring me a story. You know what I mean? It's like, I'll play your song at the end of the show, but bring me a story. Bring me something for my audience, you know? And for the longest time, I my, I didn't even have music and people would like, I love your show. Here's my song. And I'm like, I, I don't play music. So obviously you don't listen to my show. It was shotgun marketing. So I love the fact that you had a, a strategy, you know, obviously all strategies, and that's the other thing. Um, it's great to have a strategy. Realize your strategy is not always going to work, and that's when you it's just never going to work. Yeah, that's when you you just tweak it. I mean, a, a guided yeah. missile is wrong ninety percent of its uh, path. So, you know, it's like you got to have a target, and you may not hit it, and it may not stick, but you're at least intentionally directing what you're doing. And like you said, a lot of people, it's like taking a hand of rocks and just throwing it up in the air and seeing what be happens. Like, yeah, just see what happens. And guess what's going to happen? They're going to hit you in the head and you're going to wish you hadn't thrown the rocks in the air. Well, so many times musicians, we've been, you know, we spent hours in the basement by ourselves working on our chops. And now we've got to go, quote, network. What's like networking 101 for somebody who's kind of an introvert? What what would you say? Okay. How, how do you quote well, network? Let, let's just say, let's, let's keep it to the internet for now. Okay. Okay. So right now you and I, are having a pretty cool conversation and we're probably becoming friends and maybe not like friends, like come to my son's bar mitzvah and, you know, (laughs) like, you know, my daughter's getting married tomorrow. Maybe not that kind of friends, but we're, we're becoming associates and, and people that would probably do a little something to help each other out, you know? Right. And it's like, what's, what are the characteristics of this conversation? Well, first of all, when I came to you, I called you on the phone for the first time and I because you helped me through some of your podcasting instruction, you helped me figure out some problems that I was trying to solve by putting together my new podcast. And I thought that you were pretty organized and together and you put your phone number on the internet, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, it's not. So, <laughs> and, I, and I'll tell you, if your phone number is on the internet and I want to talk to you, I'm going to call you. And here's the other thing. If you're going to put your phone number on the internet, 
you might want to pick it up when people dial. Right. Which exactly. I did. So, you know, so I called you up and, uh, I didn't really know anything about you other than I heard you on your show and, and on a few other shows. So I, I came to you knowing, uh, I, I could use some, some free advice, which you gave me because I don't have a lot of money. I'm, I'm, I've got a day job and I got three kids spending all my money. Right. And my wife doesn't spend much money, but my kids, they spend a lot of my money. Right. But, uh, you know, so I was like, what can I do to get, you know, I'm getting ready to launch this podcast. I'd like to have somebody, you know, kind of on my team a little bit. So I was like, I'll just call Dave up and I'll, and I'll offer him my, my, my contacts and say, Hey, I've got a million people on the internet. You know, I've got a lot of endorsements. Maybe I could, I didn't know you had a mark, a music marketing show. I didn't know you were a musician. Yeah, it was and, cool. And sure enough, Dave is like, Oh wow, that's cool, man. It's like I'm a musician and I got this other podcast that's music marketing. I'm like, oh, the competition. Darn it. <laughs> not really. And then I was like, no, it's not. It's it's a different thing. I've listened to your I've listened to this show. And you know, it's like it's it's different. Everybody, like I've listened to all the different music um business shows, and everybody has their own different flavor, and I've learned stuff from all of them. Yeah. So it's not it's we're not really in competition with each other. It's more like a complimentary thing because the space is so gigantic. Right. It, it would and, be competition and, if we were both on it's Thursdays at seven o'clock, but it's, right. it's time shifted. You can listen. Yeah, to there's you want. no competition. Yeah. So, you know, if any of you guys have music shows, music podcasts, whatever, you know, reach out, talk, let's talk to you. We ought to have a music podcast blab sometime, you yeah. know, and just talk about the music business and the things that we learn, yep. you know, like, like, right. Uh, Two days ago, I just interviewed Michael Sweet from Striper. Nice. Who's like one of my, you know, biggest all time, yeah. uh, you know, singing heroes, you know, in my genre of music, yeah. you know. But yeah, I just, I, I think we're not in competition. I think it's, we just, we, we all are offering so many different things, you know. Yeah. And, and it's a huge space and the need is huge because look, here's the facts. People are not making money in the music business. No. It is a sucky, sucky job. Yeah. It does not pay anything. You know, even some like A-list people are broke yeah. because of the record business collapse, right? So, you know, I think everybody's trying to figure out what do we do? Do right. we do we just play for free? Yeah, now what? Do we Yeah, what are we going to do, you know? And and people are becoming creative again. Yeah. And we're inventing different ways to make money. I mean, you can listen to you can take the high road, you can take the low road, you can, you can, I mean, there's so many different ways you can, you can go. Right. And, you know, so I think we're just all kind of working together to solve a problem. Well, you have been able to, to parlay into this, into uh, some endorsements. So let's talk a little bit about that because you don't have like a endorsement. You have a, like a, a, a gaggle of, uh, I don't even know what that means, uh, endorsements. So how, how did you, now, because now, are you in a band? You said you're kind of no. a so, so. No, so, I'm the most famous guitarist in the world without a record, a band, or anything. Yeah. So how how does that happen? I think I am anyway. Uh, well, okay. You got to look at it this way. What is the most important way that people find information on the internet? Search. Search. And who is the biggest search right. company. Google and YouTube. Google and YouTube. Yeah. Okay. 
So, make no mistake, when you say you have a million people following you on Google, and Google actually, and and you are the most followed independent guitar player besides Sammy Hagar and Joe Satriani, and DJ Ashba, he kind of came later right. from Guns N' Roses, but that is some pretty good real estate yeah, for guitar companies, amp companies, and whatever, right? Sure. And so, luckily, I don't... I'm not a sucky guitar player. No matter who you are, when you go talk to an instrument company, okay, if you're a musician and you want to play their instrument and and you have the guts to ask them to give you a free one because you're a musician when they're in the business of selling instruments to musicians. Right. Right? Why would they give you an instrument? You've got to have something. Like, like, look, if, if I came up to you and I said, hey, Dave, can I be on your podcast? And you're like, uh, maybe. What do you do? I'm like, I don't know. I just <laughs> I do stuff. Yeah. You're going to be like, well, um, right. yeah, maybe maybe I don't really want you on my podcast because yeah. I don't have any value to you. And I don't mean that I don't have value as a human being right. or value as a person. But but look, we're, we're not sitting here like doing we're doing this because we love it. Right. Right. And. And yeah, it would be nice to be generous and hang out and accommodate every single person that you meet. But if you do that, you can't do anything. You 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 have to if you want to do something with your life, you do have to pick and choose who you associate with, who you spend your time with, what do you spend your time doing? And you know, and if and if we're accountable to a higher power at the end of your life, it's important to sp- to know what you spend your time on and, and, to, and to be wise about it, you know? Absolutely. And if, and if we're not, then, you know, hey, whatever. Do whatever you want. I love the but, person that says I don't have time, but then they can tell me who was on Celebrity Wife Swap last week. And I'm like, okay. You, you know what? You if have, you don't have time, get rid of your television set. Yeah, there's nothing on TV that's going to help you do anything in the music business. So Listen to podcasts. Yeah. If I'll, I'll tell you this much. If 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 you want to make your life change, start listening to podcasts instead of television. Yeah. And if you, and if you do that, there's two things about podcasts that are amazing. Number one, actually, there may be more than that, but I'm just going to do two. So number one about podcasts that's amazing is that you can do other things while you're listening to it. Yeah. So you can fold your laundry. So now folding laundry is not just folding laundry. It's folding laundry and becoming a business genius, right? It's becoming smart about the music business. It's becoming smart about taking care of yourself and smart about your relationships and smart about all these other things, you know, smart about podcasting. You know, Dave has a learn to podcast show. Excuse me. And so use your time wisely. And most people the main reason that they don't succeed at what is in their heart is because they don't use their time wisely. Yeah, and you're wasting your life. Yeah, don't waste your life. If you want to have fun, take a piece of paper and write one to twenty-four, and then the next day when you wake up, say, "Okay, well, from you know one to seven, I was sleeping," and then every hour, stop and write down what you're doing, and you'll be amazed at just the time that's just. Especially there are things like, I mean, I love YouTube, but there are times when I come over to, I don't know, I want to see what Jimmy Fallon said last night. Next thing I know, three hours went by and I'm watching cat videos. <laughs> like, You're one of two kind of people. You're either the captivated 
or you're the captivator. Ah, now there's a so, bumper sticker, my friend. There you go. <laughs> and I just made that up right now. So I'm <laughs> trademarking that, but I'm sure someone else has said that too. Dag on internet. Anyway, but I, I guess the, the point of that is like you guys are, that are watching the podcast, you know, and I'm really glad you're watching the podcast, but Go practice your instrument. Go set up your website. Go start your business. Go tell your spouse you love them. Go spend time with your kids. You know, it's so good. And I'm just chasing everybody out of the room, making them feel guilty. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I guess the whole point is, is that we, we can be addicted even to learning and waste time. I mean, a lot of entrepreneurs, when they are getting started, they, get, they love the learning so much that it's almost like that's a drug. Oh, yeah. And they, learn and learn and learn. And I can do that. I'm, I, I plan too much. I have a disease called strategic planning Yeah, and you know, I can, you know, never launch. And you know, a lot of, I could actually credit you as one of the people that's helped me to launch, you know? Um, I was, I was pretty much ready to launch when I talked to you, but at the same time, it was good. That little, that little encouragement, little nudge, that yeah. little bit, a little nudge, you know, yeah. and surround yourself with people that want you to do something with your life, not people that just want you and your like money it, and your money. <laughs> and, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's right. good to ha- for people to want you, but you know, man, everybody wants you. Marketers want you. Yeah. Other musicians want you to listen to their music. TV shows want you to watch them. Everybody wants your time and your eyes and your, 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 your life. Because everybody's trying to get a piece of you because it's valuable. Your time and your life is so valuable. Yeah. Don't give it away unless it's on purpose. Maybe we get a little overwhelmed with, you know, getting started and, you know, because there's a lot of people that I see a lot of musicians that are out touring that come to me and say, man, how do you get a guitar endorsement? I said, like, well, the first thing you got to do is you got to ask yourself this question. What? is my value to a guitar company. And you need to be honest about that. You know, what is my value to a guitar company? What is my value to an amp company? What is their business? Their business is to sell gear. That's what they do to put food on their table. So if you can help them sell gear and it's worth, and that guitar they're giving you is worth as much or more than your time or, or less than your time, It's a good trade for them. And that is going to do it for part one of our interview with Matt. Now, everything we talk about with Matt, you can find out at marketingmusician.com slash 85. You can find his podcast at kingdomofrock.com. And speaking of websites, if you're going to be doing any kind of shopping during the holiday season, please don't forget this. It's so easy to do. You're going to be shopping on Amazon. Go to marketingmusician.com. Click on the Amazon banner. It doesn't cost you a dime extra, but... We earn a small commission for you going through that link, and that helps pay for things like the website, our domain name, our hosting, our media hosting. It keeps the lights on here at marketingmusician.com. While you're out at Amazon, check out my book, Get Your Band Out of the Basement. If you're starting a band, it's a great way to get a band off the ground, got some marketing tips in there, and mainly it gets the headaches out of running a band, and you can find that at amazon.com. Lastly, let me remind you that uh, for those who have money, Well, there is therapy, and for the rest of us, well, there's music. Hallelujah. Stay cool, everybody. We'll see you again in two weeks with another episode of the Marketing Musician Podcast.